0: Welcome to the CII Radio. I'm Molly Birchall, Communications Executive at the Chartered Insurance Institute. In this episode, I'll be talking to Carlos Thibault and Liz Sims. this episode of the podcast, we're talking about how mortgage brokers can support borrowers. We're joined by Carlos Thibault, Chair of the Society of Mortgage Professionals, and Liz Sims, owner of Connect Mortgages, and board member for the Society of Mortgage Professionals. Here is my conversation with Carlos and Liz. Hello, Carlos and Liz. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Hi.
1: Hi, Molly.
0: Hi. Carlos, can you give us an overview of some of the key developments in the mortgage market recently?
1: yeah i think it's it's a, a story of drastic changes and frequent changes i think more than anyone's seen in the industry uh, for many years certainly since the credit crunch and the story really is of um, increasing rates as the underlying driver and frequent product pulls from lenders short notice of product pulls and consequently uh, a very dynamic market i think for the first time that i can remember uh, a major lender pulled rates and changed rates on a Sunday, which is a measure of how things are changing. Who knows where rates will end up, but just to, as a comparison, two-year fixed was at 4.74 kind of average before. The mini budget is now sort of about six six 6.07 and five-year, 4.75, 5.97. The trend is upwards, and I think um, the frequency of changes will continue to be high. And I think brokers um, need to ensure that they're really geared up for this kind of environment, probably for many weeks yet to come.
0: Thank you, Liz. Did you have anything else to add on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, it is a it is a very challenging market for mortgage advisors at this moment in time because the frequency of changes, even the, you know, the sourcing systems can't keep up to date with it. So an advisor might go on to a sourcing system and think, "Ah, oh, that rate, I'll pick that one. But actually the rate was pulled the day before, but the sourcing system hasn't got around to updating the rates yet because there have been so many of them. Um, so it, it
0: kind of really is um, challenging from an advisor perspective, definitely. Thank you. And building on that then, Liz, how are these developments affecting those with mortgages and those who are currently in the process of buying a property? I think um, the the
2: biggest
0: effect for
2: people with um who are looking to get mortgages, get onto the property ladder or in the in the process of doing that at the moment is um is affordability really. The higher the interest rate goes, the higher the monthly payment, the more pressure on the affordability calculators as a starting point. And whilst the government has um, introduced, you know, some stamp duty cuts, which are obviously very welcome, they are really only going a small way towards offsetting what is a much larger problem in terms of the affordability. And what we're seeing happening in the marketplace is, particularly for those who are currently in the process of buying, is if something goes wrong along the way, so for example, a a chain breaks down because one person in that chain pulls out, then the customer goes and finds a new property, but their product that they picked two or three months ago at a much, much lower rate is no longer available anymore. The lender can't honor that product. And they find themselves not actually being able to go forward anymore with a mortgage because they can no longer afford the rates that are being offered today. So that that's causing quite a difficulty. Um, and I think also what's happening because of that pressure that's happening in the marketplace with the rate changes, brokers, customers, administrators, lenders are all having to react so quickly to try and quickly secure a rate before it disappears. I'm seeing a couple of mistakes happen as well. So, you know, for example, one customer um, was offered a particular rate based on the product being available at 85% loan to value. Um, it turned out that they didn't qualify for for that product, because of something in the background in terms of the residential status, they only qualified for an 80% loan value product. But it was several weeks before that was discovered in the underwriting, and by that time, the rates have gone up so much. You know, suddenly the new rate that they were able to take was significantly higher than if the if the broker had managed to get that piece of criteria correct in the beginning. So I think it's a difficult market from that point of view as well for both customers and for brokers. Yeah, thank you Liz. Carlos.
1: Yeah, I, I fully agree with uh, with what Liz was saying and it, it's um <laughs> I think it, 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 it's interesting as well that I think many brokers need to um, be conscious of their existing customers as well. So, it's definitely very stressful for, for customers embarking on a, a transaction right now, whether it's buying or remortgage, but I think equally important is um, to engage with your existing customers. Um, we, we live in quite unprecedented um, times in terms of the speed of change and I think for a lot of existing customers. Some Some of them should really be looking at uh, locking into rates right now, uh, even if it's in advance of their deal coming to an end, assuming that any redemption penalties obviously make financial sense for that customer. But I think it's important, as I say, to engage with existing customers to make sure that they know you're there and to make sure that that you're reviewing their current circumstances and responding quickly for those that are under pressure or extremely concerned about what's happening to rates and what kind of rate they can lock into after their current deal expires.
0: Yeah, thank you. What are the FCA's expectations for supporting mortgage prisoners and those struggling with repayments as rates increase? Carlos, did you want to go first?
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're very clear about um uh, they expect lenders to engage with customers and to have a dialogue with customers with those experiencing difficulties. And Uh, There actually is a guideline as well that encourages lenders to uh, amend criteria uh, in in circumstances where that criteria is, or that customer is close to the lender's risk appetite. So in short, they're they're, um, requiring lenders to be flexible where they can be in terms of assisting customers um, uh, to get into new deals. And the, the profession as a whole, there's an expectation to support vulnerable customers. I mentioned before about uh, the importance of brokers engaging with existing clients. And I think it's also important for uh, brokers that aren't aware of it to understand that there are other organizations that, depending on the circumstance of the customer, that may be well-placed to assist. So I'm thinking in terms of signposting to consumer organizations and Um, uh, specialist debt charities as well.
0: Thank you. Liz, did you want to add anything else? No, I I think, you know,
2: being aware of vulnerable customers is really, really important in this current market. Um, It's understanding what to do if somebody is a vulnerable customer that sometimes, you know, advisors do struggle with. So, um, you know, if the vulnerable customer is somebody that is got a hearing impairment, do they have somebody that could be with them that could could help them to understand things? Is it a language difficulty? Is there a you know an age issue? Um, it, it's what to do if you find yourself a customer with vulnerable um, circumstances that advisors need to spend a bit of time on and understand, you know what they can do, which kind of leads into, you know what brokers can do. Um, to, to meet the regulatory requirements really. And um, consumer duty obviously is, is coming round the corner for us, but the principles of consumer duty really we should be in, implementing now, not waiting until those rules are actually um, in place and what is right for our customers now, how, how can we help our customers now, look at all of the options. So I think in the current market, you know, making sure as an advisor you are investing time to do a proper detailed fat find. So not being trying not to be pushed by this kind of rate-driven speed requirement, making sure you don't cut corners, doing a detailed fact find. Consider assets that your customer might have. Does that lead into ways of helping the affordability issue, like things like offset mortgage, for example? So, you know, not necessarily... Taking a smaller mortgage and using up all the savings and not having a, an emergency pot because you still need that, but would an offset mortgage help to use those savings to reduce the interest, but still have access to those savings for you know affordability going forward? So thinking about things like that as well. And also thinking about protection, you know, because the, the bigger the cost of the mortgage is in relation to somebody's income, um, the more at risk they are if things go wrong from a sort of a health point of view. um, uh, Those kind of things need to be considered in more detail as well now as well, I believe.
0: Thank you, Liz. And Liz, you just touched upon this, but I'll I'll ask the question, um, what can brokers do to ensure they are meeting the regulator's requirements? Carlos, did you want to give your answer to this?
1: I think Liz uh, made the point very well that actually a lot of what we've been talking about in the last few minutes dovetails precisely with um, a consumer duty. And um, uh, the FCA talks about consumer duty is about setting clear standards on consumer protection and requiring firms to put their clients' financial interests first. And I think um, that's exactly what Liz has been talking about and what is important in terms in terms of meeting those requirements. And it is very broad, uh, you know. As Liz was saying, uh, the type of mortgage and certainly protection. Um, it's important to engage properly with customers and really understand their their current position and their aspirations. It always has been, but now more than ever. Um, and it's important sometimes to, to to really sit down with that customer and and give them some options. And some of it might be things that uh, they're not expecting to hear. So. If you're looking at your budget, your protection is extremely important. Can you make savings in other areas? Because the last thing you want to cancel is your income protection or your life protection. And those are the kind of conversations that I think good brokers should be having uh, with customers to help them in in the current uh, environment.
0: Thank you, Carlos. Uh, What is the Society of Mortgage Professionals doing to guide members and help brokers advise their clients?
1: So, it's, it's a range of uh, resources and tools and support. Um, uh, the website has uh, a lot of material that's relevant to the kind of things that we're talking about, but just general professionalism and, and mortgage advice, um, newsletters. There's a, a series of breakfast meetings, uh, at which uh, the FCA will be in attendance as well. Uh, the professional career map and the future me digital portal. And within that, there's lots of resources, some of which are resources that they can share with clients, market reports to keep them in touch with what's going on in the broader marketplace, and technical papers and webinars to help in in keeping them informed on what's going on and developing their professionalism. And I think, you know, a number of people have mentioned it uh, an awful lot in the last two weeks. But but I personally believe it passionately that now more than ever, you know, brokers uh, really need to earn their money on this. And customers uh, are, are really in need of the services that a good professional firm can offer.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Liz, did you want to add? No,
2: I, I think um, the. The s p are very
0: much focused on, you know,
2: um, providing support to uh, mortgage advisors to ensure that the end customer gets the benefit um, and, you know, all those different things that, that Carlos has outlined uh, are all things that um, are there and available um, to really build on that professionalism of each advisor.
0: Thank you. And Liz, can we expect the market to stabilise and what impact will the changes in stamp duty rules have in the future?
2: Okay, it will definitely
0: stabilise. How soon? (laughs) I don't know.
2: It's got to stabilise. Um, We we will move into a normal at some point, um, which will become our new normal at a new rate level and people will adjust. Um, And we have seen kind of much higher rates in the past. Um, but I think what's different is that the, the property values and ratio to income um, was not as, as high as it is in the past where, where rates were as high as they are today. So I think even with the stamp duty cuts, the affordability is still going To be a real kind of issue going forward, and it's not just you know for first time buyers, but we're seeing that affordability issue for buy to lets as well. I mean, one lender came out yesterday with their stress rate at eight and a half percent. Um, so if you, you've got obviously the extra stamp duty is still applying for buy to lets, you've got the extra three percent, um, and you've got the fact that they can't offset the cost of the mortgage interest for tax purposes. So there is a, a, an issue that means they may well be paying tax out of income they don't actually have as a net earnings in their pocket. And, and that that has a risk of retracting the buy-to-let market just at the point where affordability is an issue for first-time buyers and even home movers, and they need the support of the buy-to-let mortgage market for, that, for the housing side of things. So, it is a concern, and it will be really interesting to see what happens going forward, because I do think that there's going to need to be more um, intervention by the government around this whole affordability piece to keep the market balanced. Thank you.
0: Carlos?
1: yeah i think the stability of the market is is will come uh, it, it, it will certainly come how long the current instability lasts for of course uh, is another matter and as liz said uh, i think um we've been used to uh, uh, such low interest rates for getting on for a decade that the kind of rates that we're talking about you know 4.74 sorry 6.07 for a 2 year fix five nine seven for a five. Those are, are rates that not so very long ago were kind of expected. Um and yet the the um affordability is a problem as Liz was saying uh, earlier. Um but I think um the important thing is is to remain calm, is to engage with customers. Um there may be some harsh decisions with some customers. Um, there may be some decisions which um, really what you're saying to a customer is I'm afraid it's going to be very difficult at the moment with affordability being so stringent and so rigid and uh, increasing interest rates. Maybe it isn't the time to buy right now. Maybe it, it, it's those kind of conversations that perhaps we haven't been so used to, but is a duty of care to uh, for us as a profession to ensure that customers are advised appropriately given their current circumstances but overall, I'm positive, you know, I think that we will have difficult times, it's going to be stressful, um, we will have uncertainty for a while, let's see what happens when the financial statement is announced, that may bring some calm, the pound has, has climbed a little bit in the last week or so, so I think we've still got um, some twists and turns to come before uh, we know exactly what the next sort of 12 months are going are going to look like.
0: Thank you, Carlos. And are you concerned for what this all means for the mortgage profession going forward? Or are you hopeful the market will improve as we move into 2023?
1: I think the market will stabilise. I think... Uh, This kind of property increase, property price increases that we've had, uh, you know, do they do uh, an awful lot of good in the in the overall scheme of things? Perhaps uh, a period of of slower property increases and and um, a reduction in in uh, in the kind of uh, growth that we've seen in the last two or three years, perhaps, is a good thing. But but I'm I'm not concerned about the profession at all. As I say, I think the beauty of what we do. Is we're there for our clients and our customers, and we have to be professional. And you could argue that um, the tougher the economic environment, um, the more that people need us, and the better we have to do our job. I'm kind of a bit more concerned about the, the health of brokers and the stress levels that brokers are coping with. And I think it's incumbent on every firm to to really make sure that they're supporting their own staff, that they have appropriate infrastructure in place to cope with the changes that we're seeing. And, and they're likely to be with us for some time yet to come. Um, but I think the the, the future of, of what we do as a business, as an industry i think is is very bright even in difficult economic circumstances and liz mentioned earlier in, uh, in this um, program that uh, protection is so important and it is and and i think that's something that becomes ever more important in in the kind of environment that that we're seeing right now so yeah i'm very hopeful uh, i'm very confident that we've got a strong profession that needs to to really stay calm be professional support customers engage with customers have meaningful conversations and i think we'll have a, a healthy industry uh coming out of the next few months of of turmoil
0: thank you and liz would you like to add anything
2: yeah i i would i would just say i mean agree wholeheartedly because you know <laughs> the mortgage market is an incredibly resilient market uh mortgage advisors are resilient we will get to that what is our normal new normal Um, and then there will be innovation within our market that will help us adjust to, you know, what that new normal is. So, you know, for example, property investors might turn to higher yielding properties like HMOs or holidayettes and advisors will be, you know, will invest more time in becoming understanding those mortgage products to support that. Or in the first time buyer market, there'll be more innovation coming in like the joint borrower sole proprietor to help affordability so I think you know we can see if we look historically at the mortgage market there's been ups and downs as we've had credit crunches we've had changes from regulation this is this is another challenge absolutely but I wholeheartedly agree with Carlos that we will overcome it, and we will use innovation like we've always done in the marketplace to to try and support our customers as best as we possibly can
0: Thank you. And finally, where can listeners go for further resources and guidance?
2: I think, you know, there are lots of events going on um, and it's great because I think it helps to get out and about, particularly where we've been over the last couple of years, getting out, networking with other people. You've got the, the Festival of Planning coming up, um, where you've got representation from the Society of Mortgage Professionals there also. Mm-hmm. So you can hear and understand what other people are going through and learn from them. But also, you know, I always say to my advisors to encourage um, that interaction with lenders, particularly the lenders representatives, the BDMs, because they're the people that can really help an advisor get into those nuances of lenders criteria and and help the the customers requirements um, work. So the more you can engage with those lenders, the more resources you're going to get from from those BDMs um, and get more cases um, you know, helping more clients that way, definitely.
1: Yeah, I'd also add that um, on the SMP side, um, there's a huge amount of resources available. Uh, professional careers map that we talked about briefly, um, uh, resources to share with clients, market reports, technical papers. And there's even a mentoring scheme that's available through the SMP, which um, I think can be extremely valuable, perhaps for uh, some of the younger uh, professionals that we have in our industry or people newer to the industry. I think it can be very useful. Uh, older people like myself, and I'm extremely old. We've been through very, very difficult times in the past, and um, you know, today is is a different set of circumstances that will challenge us. But you get through it, and sometimes it's worth uh, uh, asking uh, people that have been through difficult times for their experiences and how they adapted their business and their individual uh, approach to, to dealing with clients. Um, And finally, Amy um, has a raft of uh, resources for firms. So, for firms to engage with Amy in terms of um, their own responses to the challenges that we're facing and obviously preparing for for the consumer duty that we all should be engaging with uh, uh, as we speak.
0: Brilliant. Thank you. And thank you, Carlos and Liz, for sharing this information and for joining us on the podcast.
1: No problem. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone.
0: Thanks very much. Yeah, have a good day. And thank you for listening to this episode of CII Radio. To find out more, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk slash podcast or follow us on Twitter at CII Group. Until next time, goodbye.